0: Um, let me let me pray, and we'll get started. God, we are grateful to be here tonight. We're grateful that you have um, blessed us richly. We thank you for uh, your son, Christ. We thank you for his sacrifice for us on the cross. We pray that you would help us to live lives that resemble that, uh, that we would uh, be Christ to those we bump into in the world. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I call the early years. I'm going to, you know, I'm The oldest of of these guys, so they were able to condense this in 15 minutes. I have twice as many years, so it may take me a little bit longer, but well I'll try to be quick. Um, And so this, uh, I was motivated by the the folks that have gone before me. These are my parents and my brother. Um, This was the 1970s. Mary said last night, she said, the 70s? She said, you were alive in the 70s? That's like a million years ago. So, (laughs) It was basically a quote. So, um, you know, does anybody know this this picture here? Does anybody know this uh, TV show? Brady Bunch. Not the no. Brady Bunch, but thanks for... Dick and and no, okay. So this is called Leave It to Beaver. So Leave It to Beaver had this younger brother who was always getting in trouble, and then this older brother who was wiser and more mature. And so our family was like that, Leave It to Beaver. I, I was the older, the other, yeah, just in just for, in case there was any confusion there. Um, the uh, m- My parents, uh, w- growing up, are very... Um, it, we, we grew up in a Christian family. They uh, My parents were high school sweethearts, so they uh, have known each other basically their whole lives. They were extremely hard workers. Um, you know, I don't remember... Uh, we didn't have very much growing up, but I don't remember that being an, an issue. Uh, I don't remember ever noticing it. Um, my dad, when he was... Uh, Graduating from, actually, he finished high school on on a basketball scholarship. Went to college, that didn't work out exactly the way he'd planned, and so um, he was looking at what what to do next, and enlisted in the Navy. So there was a war going on at the time. Anybody know what war was in the early 70s? Vietnam. Vietnam, right. So he enlisted in the Navy um, during during Vietnam, and so deployed and was on ships for a long time. And so he uh, went to school at night when he was back home and convinced the Navy to send him to college, which they did. So they paid him to to go to school. So we uh, grew up uh, moving around in the Navy. And then, uh, yeah, my brother and I would say we had a a normal relationship where some days we were friends and some days we were enemies. And so we kind of worked between there. These are my grandparents on the right hand side, my mom's parents. They were also Christians. And so we were. Um, you know, just kind of bathed in Christ growing up. Um, so my dad on on a ship. He was uh, served on a ship. We moved um, a lot in the in the Navy, and then with P and G, I've moved as well. Any guesses on how many unique addresses I've had? Not Ashley. Five hundred. No, not five hundred. So more than twelve, less than five hundred. So thirty. I counted them up. There were there were. 30. 27 if you don't count college. So I counted, if college it's 30. So 30 different unique addresses that I've lived in between Are you counting the apartment you lived in Boston? I did count that because it was f- four months, five months in a unique address. And I got mail there. So anyway. Um, what's that? He got oh. mail? Yeah. You got mail. Okay. Um, so let me Anything else on this one? Um, so gr- grew up in the church, grew up around um, Christians. I, uh, I pulled out this Bible. My mom gave me this Bible uh, recently. This was a, a Bible that I had written in. And you probably can't read this from there. But it says, um, you know, I I really accepted Christ this time. And so what I thought was interesting to me as I was going back and reading this, this was when I was, I wrote this when I was 11, and, um, but that this, this concept of really, um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I accepted Christ at a very young age, and then I, I sinned after that. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but when, when it happened to me, I was like, well, was I, really, was I, really, I really wasn't serious when I did it the first time. So I'll accept Christ again. This time I'll be serious about it. And I went through this pattern of kind of accepting Christ, being very serious about it, but then sinning. It was just kind of a surprise to me, a shock. Um, and so what um, what someone said to me at one point was, hey, you're not trusting that um, God saved you when, when you confessed your sin, when you accepted Christ. Trust that. There's a, um, I would say, my early struggle was believing that God saved, in the past, me. Um, it was not fully believing that Christ's death covered my sin, past, present, and future, right? And so there's really a sense of making sure that you understand that Christ is, is there through all of that. And I continued to sin, which brought into my mind doubt about what, um, what was going on. You know, it was kind of a surprise, as I said. And, and was I really saved? So all that came in. But the answer was yes. Like, I was saved. So that, that was helpful. This is me in my first vehicle. I learned how to drive this tractor when I was probably about four, um, and we used to cut the grass and, and other kinds of things. Um, and then uh, threw this in just for Osmond. This is my first car. I highly recommend paying attention when you're driving. Um, you know, cars are a terrible thing to waste, and um, it is definitely something that you uh, yeah. Yeah, I um. This is in in my defense. This is a pretty thin defense. It was during a tornado. And so um, there was a 90-degree turn, and the tree had kind of blown down over the sign that said 90-degree turn, and I went more straight than turn. Yeah, and uh, rolled the car in a ditch. And so anyway, it's a long story. But um, needless to say, that was a – this is a game I like to play with my kids. I was on the chess team, and this is the seventh grade. Um, any guesses on which person I am on this uh, – bottom right okay who thinks front row who thinks second row who thinks third row okay third row has it I'm this guy in the very back yeah there this is embarrassing picture number one that I've thrown in for your enjoyment Um, I figured out haircuts after this but uh, it was uh, anyway so I have a, a rocky theme that I could play right here. My parents bought a three-acre lot of wood. You don't have to take a picture, I can just give it to I you huh? oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> my uh They bought a three-acre lot, and normally the people will just haul away the trees. But my dad said, no, no, you don't need to haul away the trees, my kids will cut the wood. And so, we, you know, started cutting wood. I, I got better, this is me in basketball. And then finally I get to my, my senior year. Um, I had most things, figured out kind of by my senior year, I knew what I was going to study. Um, I was a pretty good kid. And I would say my life was mostly in compartments. I had my um, nerd, I mean, academic compartment. Um, you know, I was I did very well in, in school. I had my sports compartment where I, my, and my school nerd friends did not mix with my sports friends. Then I had my church friends and they definitely didn't mix with my sports friends or my school friends. And so you just, as long as everything kind of stayed separate in my different universes, it was all good. Um, But even as I would go through this, sin was still attractive, right? It still has that that pull for us. And I would say that overall I was um, never moving past those basic questions of um, I accepted Christ, I'm a Christian, it's a part of my life, but but that was it. There was no maturity as I went through it. But life was generally good and carefree. if you asked me what I believed, I would give you a, a standard gospel explanation, but it wasn't going to ever be any deeper than that. Then um, in my senior year, it was uh, April, May, as I recall. Uh, it was right before prom. I um, I found out I almost died. My uh, I looked down at my leg, and it looked like this. It had these little red dots on it, which kind of looked like freckles. But... Um, What happened was the there are these things in your blood called platelets. You might know what platelets do. Yeah. Yeah. So it your blood actually will leak out of your veins without the platelets. Platelets actually keep your veins all tight. And so when your blood leaks out of your veins, it starts to look like this. You have these red dots that come up. And I thought I had a rash, and so I went to the doc, to the nurse at school, and I said, Hey, I have this rash. Can you give me some cream or something, and I'll put it on there. she said, uh, "I think you should go to the doctor." So I was 18, so I drove to the doctor, and uh, the doctor said, um, "We think you should call your parents." So they, and I'm like, "You just tell me." And like, no, 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 you should call your parents. So my dad left work, comes and picks me up, and I say, "You should take your son to the hospital. We think they're gonna we're gonna admit him when when he gets there," and but they wouldn't tell him what was wrong either. So he throws me in the car and we drive because he thinks it's urgent. We drive really fast. To the hospital which in hindsight was not the right thing to do um, so we get to the hospital and they tell us oh he has no platelets so to put this in perspective um, you normally have about 150 to 450,000 platelets in your body they measured mine at 8,000 um, the measurement error on the device is plus or minus 10,000 so basically you have no platelets and so if you floss your teeth or you do anything that causes you to bleed, you can bleed out. If you're in an accident on the car on the way to the hospital, you can bleed out, right? I mean, so it's, it's, my, uh, my brother would walk by and say, you know, if you bumped into me, you, you bleed out, but there's really a sense of, uh, life, it, you know, it puts everything in perspective when, um, when your body's not working the way that it should be. But, um, this was, uh, the day before prom. So, on the you know that day they admitted me to the hospital I was in this long the thing you see on TV where there's it's a military hospital so bed 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 and my mom brought me this balloon that said the party's here and hung out. it was it was awful <laughs> <laughs> um but but all through that um God was just very faithful to me I mean I, I never really doubted um in his plan for me and his purpose for my life um and it was uh yeah it, it was It was a lot of uh, painful nights, more for my parents, I think, even than for me. Um, One quote that um, kind of I remember this time by, my mom was, my mom's about 5'2", and so she's a bit of a spitfire, and so she was explaining to the doctors, you know, this is a doctor who's specialized in this, well, we need to have this completed by the fall because he's going to go to college in the fall, (laughs) and so all this needs to be squared away by then because I don't want to have to deal with, he he shouldn't have to deal with any of the medication and all this kind of stuff, and the doctor says, We'll see if he makes it to the fall, and then we can, you know, talk through that. So, it just puts everything in perspective. So that was a, a fun time, but I did make it. This is me in my first year of college on the left, um, and me graduating. So it was a, a lot of fun. Um, I went to church. I made friends, and very much like high school, I kept everything in its own compartment. Right there was um, there was as long as those things didn't didn't mix, my life was good. And. Um, you know, sin continues to be attractive, and I continue to have an immature faith. I would say a question that epitomized my life at the time was, how close can I get to sin without sinning? Have you ever asked that question? Like, is, is this okay? Well, if that's okay, how about how about this? Is this okay? And so, really, it was just, how close can I get? The, the better question would have been, how close can I get to God? or how do I pursue holiness in this? Right, um, which is just a radically different perspective than than how how far can I go in this, or how how close can I get to sin? Um, a lot of this changed. I met this guy uh, Dave Kiefer, who's here on the bottom right. This is a group of us that went on a on a trip across the country, but. Um, Dave really had an impact in my life. We started to um, meet together and we were in, and we, I think we called it an accountability relationship. So we would meet, we would go through the Bible. Um, and and I, was, I was very interested in that kind of thing. I wanted to be a, a good Christian. But what I noticed about Dave was he had become a Christian in college. So he had been a Christian for about three years at that time. And I thought, well, I'll definitely be, you know, counseling him. Like, uh, you know, I've been a Christian for 20 years at this point. He's been a Christian for three years, but, but that's not how it worked. Um, he was so much more mature in his faith than I was, and it was, uh, to be honest, I was just really embarrassed. Like, here's a guy who's been a Christian for such a short time, but he's maximized how he's used that time. He's really thought through the things of the gospel. He's really thought through, what do these tough passages mean? How does that impact my faith? Um, And so it really had an impact on me. I would say this is my early life verse This isn't a verse that I have any of you aspire to but um, there's this the writer of the Hebrews uh, writes and he says about this we have much to say and it's hard to explain since you've become dull of hearing For though by this time you ought to be teachers You need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God You need milk not solid food for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he's a child but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. And so I would say, Dave looked like that other guy, but, but I didn't, I looked like, like this. And I was 20 years in, right? I'd been a Christian for a long time. Um, but anyway, that's, that's just the reality of, of where I was. There's this chart that Eric really likes, so you guys have probably seen this before. Um, the, it basically is a split, and on the top is your growing awareness of God's holiness, and on the bottom is your growing uh, awareness of your sin or your your. And, and what should happen over time in a in a Christian life is that you become more aware of your sin, you become more aware of God's holiness, and that that cross covers that gap. The cross gets bigger as you go go forward, but that didn't. That's not how my life looked. My life looked like this. I've drawn this in here, very. Exactly. But it just, you know, the cross was just kind of, it's kind of flat, just straight across, just really small, just a little Jesus, um, just enough to get me through a busy week, but not really enough to, to make a difference in in what my life looked like. But um, I got enough of my act together to convince this beautiful woman, Esther, to marry me. And we had three lovely children. Those are all the embarrassing pictures. Um, so we had three kids, and I would say what I want my life to look like now is more like this, you know, in your hearts honor, this is from 1 Peter 3, um, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it, in, do it with gentleness and respect, and what's the, what's the phrase in this that we usually take away from this, what's the phrase you usually talk about? always be prepared. The Boy Scout phrase, right? Always be prepared. So that's, that's the phrase that people almost always go to. That's not the phrase I want you to look at tonight, though. The phrase I want you to look at tonight is this one. Honor Christ as holy. So when we talk about sin, honor, think about what would it take to honor Christ as holy in my life. And then the second one is this question, or anyone who asks you. So what does that presuppose? that people are gonna ask you, right? It presupposes that somebody's gonna see enough difference in your life to ask you about what's going on. That That's not a small thing. It means that your life looks different enough that there's a question to be asked. Um, and I would say that's what I hope my life looks like now. I hope that people are asking, right? And and so we wanna be prepared for that, but it, it doesn't matter if you're prepared if nobody's asking, right? So um i have uh, i'll close this out i've got some just random advice for you well, not random it's completely tied to the before and and some random advice um so one thing i i think i i grew up much like you guys in the church. I was going to youth group all the time I was actually elected president of my youth group it, uh, there that, that was a thing eric um but growing up, I was always jealous of these guys that had these amazing testimonies um you know i was off doing these crazy, crazy things, and then Jesus saved me, and my life looks completely different. But that's not my testimony. I have a what is a boring testimony. I grew up in the church. I got saved, and I didn't grow for a long time, and, and then I started to grow. Um, but praise God for boring testimonies, right? As a parent, I want my kids to have boring testimonies. Right. As... <laughs> Your parents want you to have boring testimonies. That is a glory to God, and don't ever be ashamed of it. Um, Christ is sufficient in that. Believe in his power of salvation. This was uh, just about earlier. If if you struggle with um, trying to become a Christian over and over again like I did, just, just know that. Uh, the second one here is um, live an integrated life and, and make Christ the center. There's this quote that I love from the guy, Abraham Kuyper. Um, you guys have probably heard this, but there's not a square inch in the whole domain of human existence over which Christ, who is Lord over all, does not exclaim, mine. It's, um, it's a quote that basically means Jesus is not the Jesus for your personal prayer life. Jesus is not the Jesus for Sunday mornings, but Jesus is the Lord over all. He governs everything, whether we Um, acknowledge that or not. It's a a reality. Um, The third one is don't waste youth. Don't be embarrassed like me. Um, You know, you've got this incredible opportunity. You guys are here. You're in schools that are teaching um, Christ. Take advantage of that. Instead of asking, how close to sin can I get without sinning? Ask, how close can I get to holiness? Um, Grow, mature, ask questions. This is one that I would say I didn't do enough of when I was in high school. But um, are you asking, God is a big God. The leaders in this room, I know because I've asked them, want to answer your questions. They want you to come to them with, hey, I'm hearing this in school or I'm hearing this from a friend. Why does um, this thing or this religion look this way and why does Christianity look different? Or why do they look the same, but you tell me there's only one way to have it? Like, help me understand that God is big enough for those questions, and, and you should ask them and feel like you get good answers. Um, have fun. You won't believe this, but you will never have as much free time or lack of responsibility as you do right now. So enjoy it. Uh, and then the last one I've got here is just think and dream about the future. You know, what stories do you want to tell your kids? What, what do you want your life to look like in the future? And then what choices are you making now to enable that? Um, I'll give you some more fun pictures here in the end. It's hard to see maybe. This is me when I was three. Excellent, you know, attire. And then um, have good friends. So this picture on the right, uh, we went to I a, a, I don't even know, some trip in Chicago. Um, me and about 10 other people. So this uh, girl, Wendy Vinji, was with me. And uh, our friends... John Frain and Ryan Hayden came dressed up as I don't know what, but they came and started giving us hugs in the airport and trying to embarrass us in, in very fun ways. This is a good experiment for any of you that are picking up somebody from the airport. Come dressed like this, it's great. Um, and then you know just just enjoy life. This is I love to ski, and so I'll leave you with that. That's the end. But thanks for your time and attention. Yeah. Thank you.